Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we update you on some not-too-great news coming out of Disney. Although it's not Disney planning, we think it's important, and so we hope you'll indulge us. Find all episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. Connect with us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. And if you're looking to plan a trip, you can book with me. Email me, josephchung at travelmation.net to get started. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So on today's episode, we are updating a lot of the Disney news. There's a lot of news that's been coming out of Disney that is not super positive. We aren't in love with the idea of getting away from Disney planning and what's going on in the parks and stuff like that. However, this stuff has really been on our mind, so uh, we just really wanted to uh, cover it today. So we're going to be talking about the Disney layoffs and also what is up with Disneyland. But before we get to that, we wanted to just uh, thank really quickly a couple of our new patrons who joined last month. So special shout out to Kristen W. and Mary P. Thanks so much for signing up. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can check us out on patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. But yeah, Leslie, it's been a uh, rough week, both in Disney and I guess countrywide. Um, but how are you doing? I'm hanging in there. My jaw like is constantly on the floor with everything that's going on in this world. And, you know, not just Disney, but I mean, we took a break last week, Joe, for, you know, just doing something escapism. And I I guess we sort of had a, uh, you know, (laughs) we saw into the future that the news was going to be crazy this week. And we have to, you know, thud right back into reality. So here we are. Yeah. So there's a lot that's been going on. So, yeah. The first kind of big news that has come out, and it really is going to eventually affect planning. So that is our kind of tenuous link to what we normally talk about. But Disney announced this week, uh, Josh DeMauro announced on social media that 28,000 cast members were being laid off. And that's not only in the parks. So, you know, we don't know yet exactly who has been laid off. But we know that almost 7,000 are from Walt Disney World or, you know, from Florida. So that's like 25% of the laughs are from Florida. We know some of them are obviously going to be from Disneyland because it's not open yet. Uh, There's been a lot of layoffs in Disney Cruise Line. They even laid off a couple hundred Imagineers. So DeMauro did say that two-thirds of the layoffs are part-time workers. Here's hoping that if they were part-time that they had other things going on. But yeah, it's just a real mess and it's really just tragic so i i mean i don't know what your thoughts are when this news came out i it felt like this was inevitable but still uh when the shoe dropped it was pretty painful at least for me as a disney fan for sure i mean we definitely all saw it coming i mean it started with the furloughs after it became clear that the parks would be closed for more than just you know a couple of weeks or a month or so and so you know, the longer this goes on and the longer that disney world has to stay at partial capacity, the longer that cruise ships can't sail at all. And then, of course, here in California, Disneyland has shown, I guess, signs of opening that have quickly been dashed. And we'll talk about that in the second half of the podcast. You know, it just it was inevitable that this was going to have to be the way things go. And, you know, we all know that this point that we're in it for the long haul, things are not going to return to normal for still many, many more months. And it just I'm sure it was impossible for 
the finances to make sense, you know, to Disney shareholders to keep people, you know, on payroll. And what, what was interesting to me, and I've heard this sort of question raised is, you know, part-timers presumably weren't getting a lot of the benefits and the health insurance and all of that. So, you know, query how much money laying part-timers off saves um, from like sort of the big budget. But what do you think about that, Joe? Yeah, I, it's it's all weird. And obviously, like, I'm not an economist. I don't know how these things work. But I just like all I know is that it just felt inevitable that these cuts were going to come. I mean, it's really painful. And, you know, I think we all know you and I, we probably know cast members affected, whether we've heard from them or not. In fact, I was talking to an old cast member friend of mine who was about to start working again in florida when this all popped off and so obviously she ended up not starting and they're not extending new jobs uh, as they're laying off others so you know it's just really just sad all around and i know you know i'm not going to get into too much but i will say that obviously there are people in this country who feel like um, we have not done enough to shut things down and there are other people in this country who feel like we haven't opened things up enough. I would just say to everybody that, you know, the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle, but the reality is this is going to take a long time regardless of which way we go. And, you know, it's really just tough to see how hard things have been for people and will continue to be for people. By way of analogy, like in Hollywood, No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie just got delayed to like May 2021. And in response to that, all of Regal Cinemas are going to be shut down in uh, the United States and in uh, their sister theaters in England are getting shut down as well. So, you know, these things are not going away and it's probably going to be like this um, for the long haul. There are all those ancillary companies in Orlando that and in Anaheim that are like feeding off of the tourism that Disney brings. So this is just really rough. So we really hope that everyone out there is OK and that they're able to find ways to support themselves because, you know, it's just I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry. I'm so glum about all this, Leslie. Yeah, I mean, it's really depressing. This is just, uh, sadly, a really small piece of all the people in this country who have lost their jobs. And, you know, certain industries and regions have been hit harder than others just because of what their economy is built around. And certainly Anaheim and Greater Orlando are really dependent on Disney and on tourism. And that is just an industry that can't make a recovery in the way that other industries can at this moment. So yeah, I mean, my heart just breaks. I mean, I, I certainly know some cast members personally have had so many happy memories of many, many more. And you see it on Diz Twitter, you know, I, I was watching this week, just how surreal it was, you know, at the same moment that we were getting little hopes that maybe Disneyland was going to reopen the news of this just dropped. And it's like, well, you can't even be happy about that possibility, because you know how many people are at the same time, you know, in the Disney world, just losing for what was a lot of them, their live stream, which is to work at Disney. So what we want to do is we want to highlight, uh, you know, there's a lot of good people in the Disney community who have been trying to raise money and help cast members who are falling on hard times who have been laid off, help them out. So, you know, Touring Plans has a great list of links for where to help people out. So we'll link that in the show notes, but also Tom Bricker from Disney tourist blog. He started like a campaign with second harvest food bank of central Florida. You know, he started a campaign to raise money for food for cast members for meals for cast members. So, you know, that 
campaign as of right now has raised over $41,000 for that food bank, um, which should really, you know, I know that cast members who were even furloughed were using that food bank for help uh, at the time. So check out Tom Bricker's campaign, uh, check out the resources and touring plans. And if you have the means uh, and the hard to, you know, we just really hope that we can all chip in to help out uh, those who have fallen in hard times uh, in a community we love so much. And Leslie, I know that, you know, Carly Weisel, your Twitter friend, and also a big Disney media person has another great resource as well. So why don't you tell us about that? Yes, uh, this was a list that she shared on Twitter, but it was compiled by Theme Parkettes, and it's a list of cast members who have small businesses that you can support online, like Etsy shops and people who are doing, you know, Disney crafts, things like that. So you can purchase some cool stuff and also support cast members who, you know, maybe whose income has been reduced or lost completely, and this is how they're starting that, that second side hustle. So that's a really great list. We'll share that in the show notes as well. All right, so let's move on to the other news, which hopefully will be positive eventually, but still is a negative right now. It looked like we were about to get news about theme park guidelines and reopenings in California, but I don't know what's going on between Newsom and the theme parks, especially Disneyland. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in a Disney Deciphered Unfiltered episode we're going to record after this episode for patrons. But why don't you give us the short version of, you know, your perception of the events about Disneyland's non-opening right now? It's nuts. It's this emotional roller coaster that I guess is just typical of everything with COVID right now. But just for those of you who aren't in California, who haven't been following the, the up and down and sort of the history of all of this, you know, Disneyland was supposed to open in July, but cases started spiking as soon as Disneyland announced a date and Newsom said in late June that he wasn't going to release theme park guidelines. And so Disneyland said, well, we're not going to open our parks now because we need those guidelines, you know, to give us several weeks to get ready and then, you know, call the cast members back and all of that. So that got dashed. But Newsom said at the time way back in June that he hoped to have those guidelines right after July 4th. But of course, cases continue to spike in California throughout July. And then since then, it's been just this hurry up and wait, you know, Newsom says that the guidelines are coming soon. They don't come. And then he says they're coming very, very soon and they don't come. And in the meantime, California has really turned a corner. I mean, we, of course, know from a million other places that that is tenuous and that could change again. But our numbers are way down and Orange County especially has done really well. And California has released a tier system that sort of rates how counties are doing. And I guess it matches the fire danger tiers, <laughs> I guess, because like the worst is purple. And or I guess not the fire danger, but the air quality from the fires and here in California. So we, we know purple is bad here in California. And then red is the next tier down and then orange and then yellow. There's no green because we're not ever going to be green, apparently, in California, and maybe not until we get a vaccine. But yeah, so so we're in these tiers, and red sort of allows things to open up, and Orange County's been in red for quite a while. It actually looked like it was going to move a further tier down into orange. That didn't happen. But this week was sort of when everything, you know, really looked like for real that we were going to get the guidelines. And then it became clear that the guidelines that were going to be released were going to be so onerous as to make it financially or logistically 
difficult for Disney to operate, for it to be worth their while. So Disney and Universal together asked the governor, I can't remember if it was Thursday night or Friday morning, to to not release the guidelines and to come back to the negotiating table. And that's what's happened. So we are back in limbo. And there's been a lot of speculation, Joe, about what was in those guidelines, you know, what tier was going to be required for theme parks. I guess the person who has the best speculation, and I always go to first to read, is Dusty Sage of MiceChat.com. He's got a great article that we'll link to in the show notes that kind of describes, I think, what a lot of people were thinking were in those guidelines. It's just bizarre to me. I think you said this on another episode, but it's just bizarre that, like, Florida is, like, all systems go, like, everything's open theme parks can go back to 100% capacity if they want. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I'm fairly conservative when it comes to reopening things. However, even I think that I'm not, I just don't know what Newsom is doing and why Disneyland is not reopened. Like, I think we've seen from Disney World that it has not caused an appreciable difference in cases and things like that. Although, of course, we don't know exactly what's going on with the cast members. But, you know, it's mostly outside. I mean, Disneyland is even more outside than Disney World is and we've seen how you know they've done the socially distanced queues. Newsom is obviously not going to allow theme parks to start at 100% capacity anyway so it's probably going to be similar to the capacities we saw in July in Disney World although I'm guessing that you know more people will go than we saw in July but still like even if you look at Disney World right now even though crowds have gotten bigger like it's manageable so it's just it's just crazy to me uh, what's going on and I'm, I'm just I really, there's got to be another story there, and I don't know if we'll ever find out, but I'd be fascinated to hear it someday. Yeah, I don't get it either. And, you know, like you, I'm very COVID cautious myself. And, you know, I think Disneyland should be open right now, especially given sort of the hard work that we as Californians have done and that Disney has done and demonstrated that, you know, for the most part, it works. And they have compliance like no other probably anywhere in the country. So it's... it. I'm with you. I think there's something else going on. I don't know what it is. My husband said to me tonight, we were on a walk and he said, well, maybe it's just that, you know, theme parks aren't essential. They look frivolous in something like a pandemic. And I said, you know, I get that. But like the jobs to the people who hold them are essential. That's how they pay their rent. And I just haven't seen that acknowledged by the governor at all. And these two things happening in the same week with the layoffs and then with, you know, Disneyland looking like it was going to open and then not opening. I mean, those... Those, that news coalesced at the same time. So I'm surprised that there just doesn't seem to be that acknowledgement from the governor's office. And I, I don't understand why they think that the spread, you know, there's going to be a spread that comes from theme parks. Because right now, most of the spread in California is honestly happening from private gatherings. I mean, that's what all the contact tracing and the news that we're hearing is, you know, and if people had something to do, like go to a Disney theme park for the day and like wear their mask. Maybe they wouldn't be having parties at people's houses in the Hollywood Hills, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't go to parties. So I didn't go to parties pre-pandemic and it didn't change after the pandemic. So it's very possible that by the time you're listening to this, uh, we're recording on Sunday night. So it's possible that by the time you're listening to this on Wednesday, we will have heard something, but I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> to be honest, Leslie and I have been waiting like two to three weeks to talk about this, guessing that we would get the chance to talk about the actual reopening plans. But uh, that has not come to fruition. So uh, we decided to talk about this a little bit today. Leslie, I wanted to end uh, on a more positive note. You know, we talked about the CM layoffs and such. So I want to ask you uh, if you have any 
you know, positive or happy or memorable CM interactions or even cast members that like having gone to Disney a lot now, there are like cast members that I didn't even realize like existed as a role, but then I realized like it's so important to the experience. So share some positive stories about cast members that uh, you've experienced. Yeah, I have so many good memories, Joe, of cast members. I mean, so many stories from over the years, like every Disney guest has. One of the best memories I have is of the last minivan driver that I got to ride with with my kids. And minivans, unfortunately, are a done deal. They're gone from Disney World now. They All those drivers have been laid off and the fleet, which was leased, is being returned. So that's really sad. But but minivan drivers were really some of the, the best of the best cast members, the most knowledgeable about Disney history and trivia with the most you know, customer service experience. I mean, these were people that were handpicked for this role when this fleet was rolled out. And I remember we, you know, we had a minivan on our last trip. My son still, you know, is of car seat age. And as soon as we were in the car, you know, getting loaded up, the cast member was quizzing my daughter, who of course considers herself quite the Disney expert on all sorts of Disney trivia. And it was just this drive with like smiles from ear to ear where they were like out triviaing each other. And it was just really magical. We got to the Magic Kingdom. And of course, I was doing my blogger stuff, trying to get photos from all angles to write the blog post. And the cast member, you know, stopped, took my camera, got got multiple pictures of my family in front of the minivan. I mean, just you know, just great, great customer service and, you know, and nothing that was like revolutionary about that. But it's a memory that we have held on to for for several years now at this point. And I'm really sad to see just fantastic human beings like that, you know, lost from the Disney company. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I don't think I have one moment that comes to mind, at least not a moment that I've shared before. But what I really want to say about cast members is like, I'm always impressed by two things. Like one, I'm just impressed by like how much they really, truly seem to like love their jobs, um, really seem to love working for Disney. And I think that makes these layoffs even more tragic because, you know, like you said, it is in some ways losing your dream job. And so that's really painful. And then the second thing that has always stood out to me is just like how hard cast members work to give you the best experience possible to help you to make the most of your vacation from like little things like, I was just on the phone with a phone cast member uh, for a client whose reservation had to be changed because he was scheduled to stay at Port Orleans Riverside, but of course that's not open right now. I said to the cast member, you know, it's their first trip and they're like really interested in possibly moving to the Yacht Club and a cast member moved this client to the Yacht Club at like no extra charge. So that was amazing. Like, uh, whenever I have had to deal with an issue, like if a bus was late or couldn't get onto a ride or a ride broke down like cast members have always been amazing about being accommodating then and you know you and i leslie have been for a couple of media events and the cast members who work with us um, and escort us around those media events you know they are just so open and helpful and just really helping to make our jobs easier but i think that goes for like every single cast member in the disney parks they really just go out of their way to improve your experience as much as possible and you know i am a little worried that uh, these layoffs might diminish the experience overall. And so we'll have to see, but, you know, it's just really sad. Um, but I'm just really thankful and grateful for all the positive memories and all the hard work cast members have done to make our vacations great in the past. I join you in that sentiment, Joe. And yeah, I'm very grateful for all the 
experiences I've had just as a regular guest and then as well as a member of the media. Those have been some of the most rewarding interactions I've had, especially for some of those media events. They, you know, of course, we have the PR teams that we work with regularly, but often cast members are pulled in from all different parts of the parks. Like sometimes I've had somebody who works front desk at the Disneyland Hotel, you know, just for a day, come and get joined into the special event. And just because they want to do something different and meet a different crew of people. And that's one thing I love about the cast members is just sort of their curiosity and their willingness to try new things. And and that makes them better workers. You know, they're willing to do something different for the day and shake it up and try something exciting. And that, you know, when they return to the front desk of the Disneyland Hotel, they bring that experience with them. And yeah, I'm, I'm sad and I'm wishing everybody all the best and best of luck in finding new positions. And I hope this economy returns, you know, stronger and better than ever. And that Disney new jobs are created down the road for Lots of folks. Well said. Well, our Disney do is uh, pretty straightforward for this week. Please, uh, at the very least, check out those links that we've put in the show notes. And if you can, like we said before, you know, if you can help out cast members who have fallen on hard times, please do so. Um, you know, we're going to do that. And, you know, we hope you can join us in doing that as well. Of course, if you are able to and you're in a position to. All right. We promise next week we will get back to Disney planning, uh, but we felt like, you know, it is a historic time uh, at Disney right now. So we didn't really want to go without this news being uncovered. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. You can connect with us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. If you're a cast member and you'd like to share your experience, please reach out to us at any of those places. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, and I will see you chained to the gate of Disneyland until they finally open it up and let you in. Thanks, Joe.